This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning and welcome. I'm your host, Jim Phillips. Town Square Sunday is a weekly community affairs program that airs every Sunday at 6 and 11. Thank you for joining us this week. The New Hampshire primary is behind us, and although former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley put up a strong fight, former President Donald Trump was the winner in the Republican presidential primary with about 55% of the vote. The results probably disappointed both candidates. I'm sure Trump wanted a bigger victory margin. Haley probably wanted to be a bit closer to the former president. Here to speak with us about the primary and presidential politics in general is Professor Ken Manning, the chair of the political science department at UMass Dartmouth. Ken, good to speak with you again. Good to be with you. So how do you uh, review or look at the results in New Hampshire, first blush? Well, like you said, I think uh, both sides on the Republican front have something to be disappointed about. Um, uh, Trump had a, a win there. I don't think that was any surprise, uh, but the 11-point margin of victory is not nearly the uh, convincing margin, I think, that, that Trump and and his backers had hoped for. Uh, Nikki Haley, of course, had dreams of one time pulling off an upset, and I suspect that Ron DeSantis pulling out of the race right before New Hampshire was an indirect way of trying to boost the chances of that, and of course that didn't materialize either. So I I think they both come out of New Hampshire uh, hobbled to some extent. Now, let's step back for a minute. Trump's going to be the nominee, uh, but we've known that for some time. But what we can see from New Hampshire is that there are divisions among Republicans, though the vast majority of Republicans like Donald Trump. There's a significant but but, um, a small minority of Republicans that don't like him. And, of course, Trump is very unpopular among uh, among, um, independents. And so so there's there's some real red flags here, I think, for the Trump side. A year ago, uh, well, before we talk about a year ago, I was going to talk about it seemed like there was some momentum that was building for Haley. If the vote had been held a week later or two weeks later, would the outcome have been different? Oh, I don't think so. Um, it's pretty clear uh, if you talk to Republicans that the multiple criminal indictments against Donald Trump have really resulted in a rallying effect for uh, a lot of Republican grassroots voters. Uh, and they've they've essentially galvanized to Trump's side. Uh, they, they feel that he's being treated unfairly. Um, and so they've supported him. And in that way, the, the criminal charges against Trump uh, have have bolstered his prospects of getting uh, the Republican nomination. And I don't think, uh, you know, a week or two here or there really changes the fundamental uh, dynamics there. Uh, the, the problem for Trump, of course, is that this is radioactive for uh, for his appeal to independence, and like I said, the the twenty percent or so of of Republicans are really repelled by Trump. Um, but but it, but at the end of the day, like I said, I think he's got the nomination and had it uh, locked up for some time. Um, it appears that the former president's legal problems are really no concern at all to his base. They just don't care. Uh, you know, I, I think um, to some extent that's true. I, I think uh, a lot of the Republican base discounts it. They believe uh, Trump's rhetoric in saying it's politically motivated. 
that, that they try to justify it and, and frankly engage in all sort of intellectual black flips to try to to uh, to still support Trump. But but look, Republicans in general are a, are a party that tends to to circle the wagons around their 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 nominees and their their candidates. Uh, they place a very high lo- uh, uh, premium on loyalty. Um, and so if, if they care, it's not going to be to the extent that it causes them to not support Trump. That said, I think that there are Republicans who have very serious reservations about Donald Trump. He's got multiple charges against him. Uh, they are serious charges, and despite uh, some of the media echo chamber on the right that tries to dismiss uh, a lot of this stuff, it, it's it's real. And you can just tell by Donald Trump's reactions to it that he's concerned. Uh, and, and I think that a lot of Republicans who are pretty smart and savvy uh, see that all of this uh, legal mess um, is is going to hurt Trump when it comes to the general election. The next primary is in late February in South Carolina, Nikki Haley's home state. Can she win there? It doesn't look like she can. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, you know, if you look at Donald Trump's, uh, the, the demographics of his core supporters, uh, non-college educated whites, uh, blue-collar um, Republicans, uh, evangelical Christians uh, are his strongest, uh, his strongest supporters. And there's a lot of those folks in, in South Carolina. Uh, Haley tends to attract more upscale Republicans, the traditional kind of country clubber types. Um, and in South Carolina, those folks uh, certainly are there, but they're outnumbered uh, by by kind of the Trump faction. So uh, I, I I do not see Haley pulling off an upset and winning in South Carolina. I, I think Trump's got this. Uh, he's got it uh, pretty much wrapped up. So what you're saying, the race is pretty much over and all of what's happening is window dressing. And are you saying are you saying there couldn't be uh, April or may surprise somewhere march well, surprise um look as the as the the path is laid out from here i i don't see trump being denied the nomination what could happen is some you know unforeseen event uh trump's had some health issues recently he's shown confusion on the stump uh slurring words um does he have some health Emergency that that uh, that that comes out of the blue and potentially uh, uh, sets him back. Uh, is there some other you know bolt of lightning that could come along? You, you know, politics is kind of a crazy business. All sorts of things can happen. You never say never. But but outside of that, you know, meteor from from outer space type uh, situation, it's it's hard for me to see how Trump uh, is denied the Republican nomination. The reality is that the majority of Republicans like Trump, um, and like I said, a good four out of five within the GOP, generally, roughly speaking here, uh, are, are, are comfortable with Trump. They may not think he's an ideal candidate, although roughly a third of Republicans do, um, but they're comfortable enough that they'll support him. And and I do not see any way for Haley to really ultimately upend that dynamic. You think she'll be out by March 1st? Oh, um, she certainly could be. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on her, of course, from Trump and, and Trump supporters for her to, to drop out. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, at this point, a month is an awfully long time, so I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if she threw in the towel in the next couple of weeks. Um, uh, 
but but she could decide to stick around, you know, thinking that some type of bolt of lightning event could occur. Uh, but but yeah, it, it it's hard to see where she really goes forward here. Sure, you're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Professor Ken Manning, chair of the political science department at UMass Dartmouth. Well, Trump will get his hardcore Republican vote in November, but that is not enough to guarantee a victory unless Democratic voters stay home. Is that what Trump hoping for? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, I think I think there's two things that that have got to keep Democratic uh, campaign leaders uh, up at night. One is, of course, a lack of enthusiasm among key parts of the Democratic Party coalition, particularly younger voters. Uh, I, I think that's a real concern for Biden. Uh, I, I think, too, any third party bid, um, you know, there's talk of this no labels effort. People are keeping an eye on Joe Manchin, what he does. Uh, I, I think if there was some credible, significant third-party effort uh, that could potentially peel off support among some tepid Democrats, I think that's got to cause some some worry among uh, Democratic uh, Party officials. So those are the kind of the two things that, if I'm in the Biden side, that I, that I'm I'm worried about. Biden, at the same time, though, has a lot of time to. Uh, to energize the the Democratic Party, uh, tr- Trump himself energizes Democrats, and sure. so while uh, so while there's younger voters are may not be that keen on Biden, uh, younger Democrats are are not definitely fans of Trump. Uh, so I think that you know there's opportunities certainly for him to bring those folks home, and then you also got the the issue of abortion, which is going to be on the ballot again. And we have seen since the Dobbs decision that abortion as an issue drives up turnout. It motivates in particular Democrats. Uh, there are going to be ballot questions in, in Nevada, in Florida, in a number of other states. Uh, abortion is going to be on the ballot again in November. And that issue really drives turnout uh, for Democrats. And you can be darn sure that, that the Biden camp is going to want to talk about that issue a lot. Republicans know this, and of course they're going to try to change the subject, uh, but I think that's actually going to be a wind at the back of Democrats in terms of turnout in November. So you don't think the Democratic Party will wake up one day and say, Biden's too old, he is just, we're going to lose votes if Biden is on the ticket. Uh, Uh, And and at least think about changing horses here. I don't, and in part that's because the other guy's old too. Um, I mean, he's seventy-seven. Uh, for Pete's sake, uh, Biden's eighty-one, which is old, but seventy-seven ain't no spring chicken. Um, and uh, it, and so it's not like Republicans can can run on some type of you know time for a generational change message. Nikki Haley's certainly been trying to do that, uh, but has it really gained her much traction? She's played up the age issue. But, but Republicans are, are flocking to a guy who's 77 years old, easily um, uh, amongst the oldest who's ever run for president. So, uh, so yeah, Biden's old, but so is Trump. Um, and no, I don't see Democrats uh, uh, getting rid of Biden at this point, in part because it's too late in the game. But, you know, but don't undersell Biden here. Biden is a candidate who appeals to a variety of different um, – uh, uh, groups in the Democratic Party coalition. The parties are really are coalitions in that way. And there's not an obvious alternative that can, can unite the Democratic Party. 
uh, other than the incumbent at this point. So um, uh, age is a factor, but in some ways it's not. When you've got one guy who's 81 and one guy who's 77, um, I, I don't see how age is ultimately going to be the, the big issue. Now, if, if a candidate, Biden or Trump, starts to show some serious deficiencies uh, in their physical or mental health in the next few months, it could be an issue. But that could occur on the Trump side, too, uh, as, we, as we've seen locally and lately, I should say. Um, so, um, no, the Democrats have made their decision. They're sticking with the incumbent, and he'll be their nominee in November. I'm afraid that people are going to stay home if there's another Trump-Biden final. I really am. Dissuade me from that. Make me feel better. <laughs> well, um, so what drives turnout? In part, it's interest in the campaign. And, of course, that's driven by uh, you know, support for your guy and opposition to the other guy. And as I, and as I mentioned a moment ago, um, the abortion issue is something that, that – um, that we've seen drives turnout as well. Issues matter. Uh, we know that Trump's core base is very loyal, very supportive, very energetic. They'll be out in November. Um, but Democrats hate Trump, and a lot of independents, too, do as well. And they'll be out in November. And then add abortion to that mix. And <clears throat> Excuse me. I expect a high turnout. In November, uh, pe- people are grumbling about the candidates, but come on, we people grumble about candidates uh, often. Um, I, I, I actually think that the election in November is going to see very high turnout. Strategy-wise, what does Biden have to do to win re-election? I think he's got to convince voters that you stick with what we got, that he is a steady hand in a, in a challenging international environment, that we've got a good economy. Uh, inflation's down, the economic growth is up, unemployment rates are low, um, that, that he is the, 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 the mature, reasoned, sane person, and we can't trust the other guy who is unhinged and, and is, a, is a hot mess. Um, and, and I think that's a pretty solid message that, that Democrats have to run on. Uh, someone suggested to me this week that the, uh, Trump can win if he keeps his mouth shut and doesn't do anything <laughs> crazy in the courtrooms well the courtroom stunts are just efforts to get media attention which of course we all know that trump craves that attention and he thinks with with some with with some correctness there that the more he's in the news that that the better it helps him um and and so you know that that's just a way for him to you know drive the clicks as people on the internet might say um you know, Trump shutting his mouth, well, that's just not who he is, and it's not going to happen. Um, uh, be in the news, and he uses every opportunity to kind of stir the media pot. That's, that's what he's good at, uh, and he'll continue to do that. All right. My guest has been Professor Ken Manning. He chairs the political science department at UMass Dartmouth. Ken, thanks very much. I'm sure we'll be talking once again as the primary season continues on. Absolutely. Stay with us. Town Square Sunday will continue in just a moment.